Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, presenting the brightest emerging and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. Welcome. It's great to have you for another episode of Joy Sounds, music you need to know. This episode turned out to be one of my favorites. Today we meet Zach Clark. Zach is a modern-day troubadour who's constantly on the road, never quite settling in one place, but still being at home everywhere he goes. We talk about the service he provides as a songwriter by giving insights into the communities he visits through his songs. We also talk about the encouragement and confidence Zach received to embark as a soloist from his longtime friend and bandmate, Andrew McMahon of Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness. During the show, Zach performs three songs live from the Joy Sound Studio. He performs Little Sparrow, Simple Touch, and Mountains. I'm really looking forward to sharing this episode with you. So let's get started with Zach Clark performing Little Sparrow on Joy Sounds. Saw your smiling face And I knew my way So little sparrow An indigo arrow Pointed all my light With you I'm ten thousand feet tall 
And all the buildings seem so small The highways fade to spider webs and sprawl I love Los Angeles in winter I need New England in the fall In between I got you and I live nowhere at all And that was Little Sparrow by Zach Clark. And it's my pleasure to welcome to the Joy Sound Studio, Zach Clark. Zach, great to see you. Dude, thank you for having me, Chris. Man, my, my pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. And you're in town on a set of shows, right? You're playing the Hotel Cafe tomorrow. That's true. Cool. That's true, indeed. Very, very good. Well, how, um, is this like a, a, a little tour for you right now? I mean, it's more of an excuse to come to one of my former and forever homes. And welcome home. be back on... On the east side of Los Angeles. Nice. So Good. Nice to have you back. So how many years were you here in the northeast side of LA? I mean, I don't know that I would say I was here for any number of years. I was here <laughs> episodically. And, I, and now I am just far less officially. Right. If I ever was officially here at all. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. one of my longer held addresses turned out to be not a real address at all, actually, when my landlord knocked on the door and was like, Zach, could I ask you a question? I was like, sure. Like, how fast can you move out? <laughs> you <know? laughs> so I, was I ever officially here? Not really. But for a few years or so, when I first started playing with Andrew McMahon in the wilderness and, and the gang, the majority of the band was and is out here. And I was raised and spent most of my time in the Northeast. Yeah, so yeah. It was so exciting to just have the chance. I was like, well, I'm kind of out here already. We drove some gear back from a tour, me and my bandmate Jeremy in early 2013, and I mm -hmm. got a hotel room for like five days and set about looking at Craigslist and making the, the very questionable decision of just getting a place. In my opinion, in my read of, of LA and these neighborhoods that I've spent the most time in, man, if you spend enough time here and you get the vibe and you make some music or you make some art or you you're a part of a community you've got it yeah. forever yeah if you want it yeah. and, you, and you keep it and you maintain it i that's how i feel about a lot of places if you take a deep breath and you ground yourself for even a moment in a place it's forever in you and you can make a good or a bad impression on that place too so that's I, for sure that's Knock sure. on some wood for me. I think you're closer to yeah. to the wood than I am. I, yeah. I hope I made an all right impression in my time out here and, and it made and the place and its people continue to make an incredible impression on me. And it's reflected in these songs that we're hearing today. For sure. For sure. I mean, I was telling you earlier, these are kind of my East L.A. Songs, my East LA LP or EP. You know, <laughs> the, so. the East LA sessions. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Almost more than playing the show or writing the songs, sometimes I think the job of a traveler in any trade is to show up and remind people who don't get out of their town all that often how magical their place is and how incredible it can be if you just give it a fresh perspective and how lucky we all are to yeah. be anywhere at all, yeah. how funny and miraculous it is that we're here. Years ago, kind of when I was first spending time out here, I went through a really weird time when I was first living in LA and first playing with Andrew, where I, I got mugged at gunpoint up in Oakland. Oh. Fresh off a tour. Mm. I had this fun, aforementioned illegal 
crash pad on mm-hmm. sunset mm-hmm. between Echo Park and Silver Lake here. And I got in my car and went to see my kind of on again, off again girlfriend. And we got mugged on our front porch. Oh, and and oh, no. it was <laughs> it was everything I'd ever dreamed <laughs> it would be. <laughs> A shot was fired. Whoa. Um I thought I was dead. I got repeatedly smashed over the head with the gun itself. Zach, um, you got to be kidding me. No, I'm not. I, I think shit. they call it a pistol whipping. I'm not really sure, um, but it was totally insane. And uh, and I remember kind of coming back from that experience and feeling like, dude, it's all, it's all fine. Oh you know, God. all of this that we that we worry about in our our everyday lives in in this town or that. It's like he got it pretty good, man. Jeez, you know. I am so sorry that you had to go through that to arrive at that sort of perspective. For me, it encouraged me to keep that vantage point. It's an undercurrent or overcurrent in in the last two records I've done because it's such a fulcrum in my life. Mm-hmm. Like everything changed from inside for me. But along that time, I did a lot of driving across the country, mm-hmm. solo drives. And because I wasn't settled here and I, and I still yearned for making music in in Vermont, where I come from, with the friends that I was comfortable with there. And I took this one drive where I was just really feeling, you know, the the hurt that comes before the healing. I was driving across the country and listening to Pema Chodron, these beautiful talks by her. And I remember her talking about how we do this so often with our parents and our loved ones, especially. But I think we do it with places. You cast them into stone. And it's like, oh, LA, the traffic is that way. Or like the refrain of the of the LA expat. You know, that LA vibe. Yeah. It's like yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I I'm not sure I actually feel that. Yeah. And I'm not sure it's a thing because our hang in LA is different than my hang down the street right. with my bandmates right. in all these myriad ways. There's no way to generalize it. And you're on the road by yourself. You're doing the solo thing through and through, your own tour manager. Yep. <laughs> your your own bus driver if there was a bus. Oof, you know? No, it's a it is a sprinter van with a with an actually very comfortable bed in the back of it. All right. Which I spent many a night on tour with Augustana, just yeah. crashed in the van. Yeah. Which I guess crash is not a really good term to Probably put in. Not. The yeah, we get that. We get, we understand how we get with it. van. But <laughs> you know. Yeah, it is funny that I've gotten back there to these long drives by myself that characterized my early time making records, going back and forth across the country and starting my time with Andrew McMahon and, yeah. and our bandmates. And yeah, it feels full circle. It feels like the next moment has begun. It seems like kind of what we're talking about right now. There seems to be a relationship in this next song that I'm going to ask you to play, Simple Touch. I'm really fond of this song because the nexus of it was this little roadside shrine that I used to jog by. Oh, yeah. When I lived in Silver Lake, I'd yeah. run by the reservoir and maybe it's still there. I just remember I always looked at it and I was always kind of like, this is cool. It's kind of mystical, kind of yeah, yeah. trippy. Just like there was stuff in there, you know, like little almost action figures, maybe some Christian symbolism. I'm not really sure what was going on or whose it was. One day I, I, I rolled by it and it had kind of been vandalized or weather or coyotes i don't know <laughs> something had <laughs> something had gone down and i just thought about the saints shattered in their roadside altar and as i do i left it in my notebook i left it in my notes on my phone and 
I wrote this song sitting backstage in one of those little kind of modular trailers backstage at a Weezer show oh, is that, that right? we were opening. And yeah. it was kind of all of my feelings on being on the road and being on earth tumbling out. I think that's a thread through the last couple of records, especially, and maybe it's what I'm trying to communicate in general yeah. through song and through being alive is like, it's all so much simpler than this. We're going to dream these big dreams and we're going to want to do this. We're going to think about our careers going this way or that way or our lives and our families growing in one direction or another. And then all of a sudden it's going to be different. And what if all we're yearning for is to connect with other people? You mind playing this tune for us? I don't mind at all. Thank you, my friend. It would be my pleasure. This is Simple Touch by Zach Clark on Joy Sounds. Red threads and twists of fate Tied me to the Empire State But my green mountain plays Across the country constantly Reborn at a brown baby grand in East L.A. After I died on your East Bay porch With a gun to my face I learned that if I just distribute this weight It would not topple me this dreams may turn to desert dust Our saints may shatter in their roadside altars Oh, we wait for little but we want too much Oh, we're all just looking for that simple touch Two tired winners in a row Texas to Tokyo I search for songs that might be worth my while Hidden deep in the snow And to that woman on a crowded plane Seemed to have been drunk for days She asked me if this flight might take me home I found I didn't know Oh, all the streams may turn to desert dust Our saints may shatter in their roadside altars Oh, we wait for a little but we want too much Oh, we're all just looking for that simple touch Wherever the vessel we're riding is the reason we're traveling Oh, by the time the tide's high again Brothers and sisters will rise again Oh, well, the streams may turn to desert dust Our saints may shatter in their roadside altars Oh, we wait for little but we want too much Oh, we're all just for that simple touch Oh, we're all just looking For that simple touch Oh, well, I'm just looking For that simple touch Eh, eh
And that was Simple Touch, performed by Zach Clark. Joy Sounds has provided me with such an incredible opportunity to make new friends and meet so many great artists, like Zach. I'm so glad I get to share it with you and introduce you to their music through this show. I'd love for you to be a part of it. If you visit patreon.com slash joysoundsmusic, that's patreon.com slash joysoundsmusic, you can become a part of the show by subscribing at any level. All proceeds go directly to pay for the expenses of creating Joy Sounds, so your support means that we can continue to keep Joy Sounds available for emerging artists and their fans for long into the future. Thanks so much for listening, and thank you for your support. Now let's get back to our conversation with Zach Clark. You recently relocated to Nashville, and getting those insights into these different towns also has a direct relationship to the song, Simple Touch. For sure. I mean, yeah, I, I relocated to Nashville as much as one can when one's job is constant relocation. And, you know, people are always apt to ask when you've relocated or when you've put roots down in a place, how is it there or how is it going for you? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been there that much. And uh, <laughs> that's what I asked. I asked. Yeah, that. totally, yeah. totally. And part of my journey and part of that song is a commentary on the fact that everything is always changing, whether you'd like to admit that or not. Right. Your town is always growing and shifting. Your your greater surroundings are always changing and shifting, as are you. And, you know, when I first started considering moving to Nashville, it was under the shroud of a lot of my local friends when I'd come through on tour. Their answer to the question of how are you? How is Nashville? Was often some variation of it's crazy here, man. It's, <laughs> there's people coming from all over and moving in. There's there's hundreds of people moving to town every day, and I I shied away from moving to town for a little while longer than I otherwise would have, thinking that maybe I wasn't extraordinarily welcome. Yeah, I think that's that's tied in to Simple Touch. It's tied into the question that I'm trying to ask through the process of writing these days, mm -hmm. which is like, where do we belong, any of us? And yeah. what do we do when we get there? And um, how can we be kind to ourselves and each other throughout? God, traveling to and from one place or another and, and getting to feel that vibe of either welcoming right. you to a, to a community that everyone loves or a little bit of reserve where it's like, oh, I don't, are you trying to prospect here <laughs> you know it's so fascinating to me i just feel i feel personally like a guy who's trying to just dance through every community i'm in and do the equivalent of like the state park rules and regulations sign at the at the head of a trail where yeah. it's like leave nothing but footprints right. and take nothing but <laughs> photographs i i just don't i don't want it to be i don't want to disrupt the ecosystem your photographs are observations of the human condition in these different environments it seems like you've positioned yourself to sort of be this person with great objectivity because you're floating sort of in and out without necessarily getting wrapped up in the day-to-day -day minutia of any one given place so that you can observe it mm. Yeah, well, and lucky me, and also that's a that's a tough thing to contend with as a guy who grew up and continues to grow up in a family and a set of communities that are very wonderful and and traditional yeah, in a lot of yeah. senses. Mm -hmm. And I also don't want to put tradition or normality on my family or my communities um, at any point. 
in a in a pejorative sense, you yep. know, where yep. there's magic in all of this. But like, I do feel a bit tripped out by the idea that I'm so lucky to float just a little outside of getting into a town's politics or a town's like gossip or or whatever. But I also feel like it's a it's something I want to impart to people when I'm going through a town that like maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe you can forgive Gary for <laughs> cutting a foot into your lawn at a at a height that you don't prefer. Because there's like, always a Gary. There's there, always a Gary. You know, I I'm stealing it from <laughs> from Josh Homme and uh and Joe Joe Rogan. I actually heard it in a in an interview they did recently where it's just Gary kept coming up. <laughs> Like, but, a, but some bandmates and I actually, it was an inside joke with us that like, there's that, there's Gary from your high school. You yeah. Know, this, that, that guy like, Hey man, it's me. I got a, I got a pyramid scheme. I've been <laughs> kind of sucked it's, into and I it's want Gary. You, it's yeah. going to be really helpful for both of us. I promise. <laughs> that is a weird line to ride where I feel so grateful that my job makes me kind of ephemeral. Yeah. To a place yeah. and to many places, but I also feel uncomfortable with that position because mm. it's so lucky. Where like I don't want to disturb anyone with that yeah. with that luck, you know? <laughs> and don't get me wrong, there are a great many downs to go with that sure. general feeling of up. But one of them is feeling like feeling like I'm I don't know, like I deserve to maybe get get lumped in with some community or another or I'm I'm not doing my part yeah. to this community or that community by by digging in and being fully connected and fully rooted as you mentioned the one thing that is constant is change and you're experiencing that a bit yourself because for years you've been the consummate band member and so it's relatively new for you to come out from being that band member to being the solo Zach Clark. Well, yeah. And it's funny. It's old and it's new. It's mostly new mm -hmm. because playing with Andrew, he is the consummate front man and the consummate pro showrunner from getting things going on time from the beginning of the day to the last piece of gear off stage. He is, he is making sure he's got a brilliant crew from the top down, you know, like he's, he's such a wonderful guy to have learned from in that respect. Uh -huh. And yet at some point or another, that's an easy person to, whether you know it or not, just hide behind yeah, because interesting. he's so rad. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, and yeah. we work so well together, he and I, because I like to be a co-leader as well. And I like to challenge in hopes that I'll make things better. Uh-huh here and there and yeah. respectfully i hope andrew let me know if, uh, <laughs> if we got anything to work out i've been making solo records since before i had any means of getting them out to anyone mm -hmm. other than dubbing cassette tapes and foisting them upon my aunts and uncles at family gatherings mm -hmm. that god i hope no one has their copies anymore <laughs> i have i do have an uncle bob who tells me at most holidays he's like hey, zachary i do have your original tape from 1992, it's got a hand-drawn cover and, you know, just be nice to me. Right. That's all I'm saying. Just keep, keep being that nice to your Uncle Bob. That could surface at any time. Yeah. Just so you know. No threats, but 
but I've been I've been doing that forever, but I think it's through my journey with Andrew that I revealed to myself how afraid I was to accept that that was my path and that it was something that I wanted to share and that I am something I want to share yeah. with people and you know playing with Andrew the the imposter syndrome came really into focus yeah. where I was like this guy knows what he's doing because he does he's had a team of brilliant pros around him for a long long time and it's easy to sink into that as a as a way to tell yourself well this might be where you belong because that guy knows what he's doing and obviously you probably don't right <laughs> but what a joy to have a guy like that be such an inspiration and also be a cheerleader yeah at a certain point when i would play him a new song he he got so amped about it that eventually he he kind of shoved me onto the stage in a way that I almost would equate it with like, not that I'd put either of us in one rank or another with this person or that person, but I've, I've always loved the story of, uh, of Judy Collins shoving Leonard Cohen on stage yeah. to play Suzanne. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. And Andrew essentially was like, all right, dude, you're opening the spring tour and we're going to go out together and it'll be me, you, Alan Stone and, and Bob Oxblood. And, and how's that sound? I was like, uh, that sounds amazing. Seems like he had the insight to know that it was time and you needed it. Mm. And I needed a push yeah. from someone I, I respected and will forever respect and be inspired by. And it's worth noting, I've, I've told a few people this story and maybe Andrew and I have our own interesting relationships with memory as a concept <laughs> and a practice, but uh, you know, and as a, as a survivor yourself, yeah. you know, there is um there's certainly a thing that happens to your brain depending on your treatment for for cancer where andrew has has definitely told me there's a there's a bit of a cheesecloth effect called chemo brain chemo brain yeah. i've heard it yeah. yeah um and i don't know it firsthand i know um i know excessive drinking brain and <laughs> it's uh, really, i got to tell you not that much different part, yeah <laughs> guy on the on the stage left <laughs> side party brain um but so i don't know to what degree this has has been mythologized in my own brain or whether andrew would remember this mm -hmm. but i distinctly remember the first u.s tour i did with andrew we did south by southwest and we were sitting in some dimly lit late night austin hang and I was deathly afraid for probably the first two years or so that I played with Andrew, but definitely the first year that any moment my friend and big brother would look at me and just the jig would be up. He'd just be like, yo, dude, this is not working out. <laughs> you know, It's <laughs> like, when is this guy going to figure out that I might not be an asset to him? And he turned to me in this bar and he said, Clark, I love playing with you. And you have a seat with me for as long as you want it but don't keep it too long. And I thought of it, I thought of it so often and it, it came back around on that tour that I was telling you about the, it was called the pen and piano tour last uh -huh. year. Yeah. That was such a great gift to me and to our bandmate, Bob and, you know, Alan brought his own gifts to the table, but I think it was a gift to all of us to build this community and have Andrew quite literally on stage, opening a door to this fictional living room we had created on stage and saying, this is my friend, listen to his songs. Mm -hmm. I love them. On that tour, we spent an evening just talking about my upcoming album release tour, 
that I was doing with bandmates that we share, you know, mm-hmm. my Andrew McMahon and the Wilderness bandmates came out on that tour with me along with Sam Smith, who made the record with me, co-produced the record with me and in his spare time from being an incredible graphic designer and drummer for Ben Folds. Right. And so Andrew and I were talking close to the end of our tour and before mine. And at some point I kind of connected the dots in a weird roundabout way to that earlier conversation. And I just remember being like, man, this is so great. You know, that your album cycle is kind of working in the way that it's inverted to my album cycle or vice versa. We're like, isn't that the best? Like, wouldn't that be the best case scenario if my album cycle went and then your album cycle went and we could kind of just always play together and play off each other's schedule. Entirely complimentary. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, he looks at me and he just goes, no. Huh? (laughs) He goes, Zach, that wouldn't be the best case scenario. The best case scenario is that you're so busy making your music that you don't have the time to play with me. And it was such a great gift for him to say that and be like, as a friend, the best case scenario is that we're all doing so much great stuff that we love that we got to just catch up on the phone and come see each other's shows and yeah. send love that way. It's more music for the world, you know? I can see where you consider yourself so lucky because you clearly are found yourself in such a generous community of musicians. Yeah, man. What a what an incredible talk about joy. Yeah. That crew, everyone Andrew has ever hired, they're light workers, you know, they're mm-hmm. people who go mm-hmm. around waving a magic wand at friends and strangers and saying, You are awesome and life is better with you in it keep doing what you're doing. How can I help? And why would it be any other way? Things grow and people grow if you acknowledge that the rising tide will raise all ships and more good makes more good. It's not like move your good over, turn your good down to make room for my good. That's not how light and and happiness and joy work. And it seems like you also have that kind of dynamic and relationship with your friend Alan Stone that is also um, giving you guys a pathway to do some co-writing together. Me and me and Alan, the, the one thing that we have out that we've written together was it was not very long into our friendship. And it was just kind of like us sharing a memory of a moment and him doing what I think historically in terms of my limited research of of pop music is like such a generous act from one creative person to another, which is to say, you just said something that needs to be more deeply considered mm-hmm. and given to people in the vessel of a song, you know? And yeah. and I love him for that. God, what what a joyous person. That's he's awesome. just he's like I don't know, he's like an an Alan Watts type character yeah. of of pop and soul music yeah, he's yeah. everything is delightful through his lens and to have him around it's like everything's funnier sometimes you laugh about nothing at all because laughing feels good mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you said he just also has the wherewithal and intuition to understand that okay that's the spark of a song right there well and it's something that then it makes me want to pass it on to yeah. other songwriting friends and people who might not even consider themselves to be a songwriting friend. Yeah. It's yeah. like, dude, write it. You know, I was sitting at the coffee shop the other day and this woman sitting next to me struck up a conversation and 
she was a songwriter and she pointed out a couple of things that I, that I had said and was, was like, Oh, that could be a song. And I was like, well, have it. You're the one who heard it as a song. I'm just babbling. I'm just like eight shots of espresso deep on a Saturday morning. Like have it. Yeah. I'll talk more later on today. I'll make a song out of that. That can be yours. You know, I'd love to ask you to close out our show today with mountains. It first was, it was a song that I was asked to write on spec for a movie that didn't actually end up getting made. I don't think that's an unfamiliar story nope. here in, in Los Angeles. Lucky me, because those songs that are exercises to begin with, oftentimes the, the freedom that you find from your, your ego or your editor or that part of you combined is so great. And the result is something that feels lighter and looser and connects more easily with people than something that you intellectually approached or hemmed and hawed over as some personal exploration. And funny enough, it ends up more personal. It became a centerpiece of the last record and it closed the record. And then it closed the record cycle and it closed my chapter with Andrew Andrew was kind enough to cut a little harmony vocal on it and allow me to to put it out as kind of a a little announcement song and and commemoration song of our time in the wilderness together and nice. and our our friend Joe Pizzapia of Guster and of just East Nashville legend he co-produced this version of the song as well as the record and just shredded on it. Yeah. He's just, it's like Joe Pizzapia featuring me and Andrew. <laughs> it's just, you know, me on piano and, and me and Andrew on vocals and Pizzapia just playing the most gorgeous and beautifully recorded selection of acoustic guitars mm. and electric guitars and pedal steel. And oh, it's, it's just delicious. No, it's a beautiful Deluxe. track. And, <laughs> and I, yeah, exactly. And I, and I, want to urge anybody who's listening to this to put on the headphones and just kind of wrap your ears around that one because it's, mm. it's gorgeous yeah well thank you thank yeah. you and i all compliments to the chef mr <laughs> mr pizzapia <laughs> well that's so great. zach i can't thank you enough it's been so great to get a chance to know you and talk with you today and it's so great to also welcome you back to east l.a Thank you. And Thank you. And what a pleasure to meet you. Here we are, new friends. Yeah, how about That's that? That's the point of all of this. Indeed. Thanks, Absolutely. Chris. Absolutely. And since it, Mountains is such an uh, important song in terms of, as you mentioned, closing out albums and tours and all of these things, which, as we both know, closing out is just a new beginning for you. But it seems uh, appropriate for you to close out today's show with Mountains. So thanks again, Zach. Really appreciate it. Life ain't meant to be a straight line Love ain't a long time It's a lack thereof Get those looking at the confines Walls are a great lie We build up You believe Whenever I'm not so sure I believe this is what I've been waiting for Down here in this valley The sun burns low So we could stick close to our shadows Like there's nowhere else to go Or you could hold on to me day and night There's nothing we can't do 
Subscribe and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know.